My whole mission is to help people get out of what I call solo economic dependency, which means if they're personally not working, they're not making any money. So, you know, anybody with a job, uh, freelancers, let's pick on people that have solved their money problems without their time problems, doctors, lawyers, dentists. So I really want to help everybody get to that point where they've solved their time problems and their money problems and if they can move up Maslow's hierarchy of needs into self-actualization and really fulfill their greatest purpose in life. Break free from modern day slavery. Live the freedom trinity of financial freedom. Time freedom and location freedom. Live in true fulfillment with a foundation of growth and balance in health. Relationships. Spirituality. And having fun doing what you love most. Let us show you the way. Welcome to Freedom Hack Radio. Welcome back to another episode of Freedom Hack Radio. I'm your host, Bryce Robertson. And today, my friends, we are going to be talking about land investing with the land geek, Mark Podolsky. Mark Podolsky has been buying and selling raw land full-time since 2001. Mark has completed over 5,500 land deals. He's author of Dirt Rich and host to the Art of Passive Income podcast. Mark, welcome to Freedom Hack Radio. Bryce Robertson, it is a pleasure, an honor, a privilege. Thank you so much. Absolutely, mate. So, Mark, what's uh, giving you the most gratitude today, brother? I'm looking out at the ocean right now in San Diego, California, and it is just beautiful. Because otherwise, I'd be in 115-degree weather in Phoenix. <laughs> Very nice, mate. What's got you out in San Diego? Getting out of the heat. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You staying yeah. out there for a little while? Staying out here as, as long as I can. Absolutely. Okay. Beautiful, mate. Well, yeah. let's wind the clock back. Always want to know, you know, where you started, where you came from. So what was your childhood like and how did that affect all of the things that you're up to today? So my dad was a wholesale grocer and I think growing up with him, always knowing the prices of things made me keenly aware of just entrepreneurship and just the the joy of a deal so i remember being a kid and you go to the grocery store and i'd like dad can i have a stick of gum he'd look at me he's like no that's a dollar i pay you know 60 cents for that same stick of gum so he's like unless you're going to buy it wholesale i don't want it kind of thing so i think that really kind of sort of formed my worldview and then I remember being a kid, I'd have that lemonade stand and I, I would go and I'd go door to door when I was 11 years old and uh, with my neighbor, we, we started a big guy cookie company. And so for, you know, graduations for the summer, we made like three grand going door to door selling, you know, these, these big cookies. And we had no overhead because we just stole our parents, you know, raw supplies. And then uh, I remember in high school, since my dad was a wholesale grocer, they didn't have any Snickers bars in the vending machines. So my dad would bring home these cases of Snickers and I would just take them all 
and sell them for a buck each in high school. And then uh, being a kind of a dorky kid, noticing all these kids are going to prom and homecoming and noticing they have like corsages and boutonnieres. So I started my own little kind of corsage mafia and I locked up all the florists in town and started taking orders in the hallway. And, uh, you know, I, so I got like 80% of the business in the, for homecoming and, and uh, prom kind of thing. And then just kind of propelled me from there. And I just loved business. Beautiful. And then you've done 5,500 land deals. That's, that's a little land deals, man. What was your first deal? When did you do that? So in 2000, I was a miserable, micromanaged, 45-minute commute to work and back investment banker, specializing in mergers and acquisitions with private equity groups. And Bryce, it got so bad for me, I wouldn't get the... Monday, you know, the Sunday blues anticipating Monday coming around, I'd get the Friday blues anticipating the weekend going by really fast and having been having to be back at work on Monday. So my firm hires this guy and he's telling me that he's going to tax deed auctions. He's buying up raw land, pennies on the dollar, and he's flipping them online and he's making a 300% return on his investment. And I'm looking at companies all day long and a great company, great, has 15% EBITDA margins or free cash flow. Average company is 10%. I'm looking at companies all day long, less than 10%. So of course I don't believe him. So I've got three grand saved up for car repairs. And he takes me to New Mexico to a tax deed sale. And I buy 10 half acre parcels and average price of $300 each. I flip them online and they all sell for an average of $1,200 each. It worked, uh, 300% margin. So that was my very first taste of land investing. My first okay. deal. That's pretty awesome. How old were you? 30. 30. Okay, nice. Very good. And so what's got you so excited about land investing? Obviously, you've done a lot of land deals. You're going, you've got a book out called Dirt Rich. What's Mm -hmm. the deal? Why land? So, you know, it's a one-time sale. The way that I structure it is I make a cash flow. I'm going to assume that you live in Minnesota. Okay. Okay. And you bought a property in Arizona. Mm-hmm. So you owe, let's say, $200 in back taxes. So you're essentially advertising two important things to me. Number one, you have no emotional attachment to the raw land. You live in Minnesota, the property's in Arizona. And number two, you have no emotional attachment to the raw land. because, And also you're distressed financially because you're not paying your property taxes. As a result, the county treasurer keeps sending notices saying, Bryce, you don't pay your property taxes, you're going to lose that property to a tax deed or a tax lien investor. So all I'm going to do is look at your parcel and the comparable sales for the last 12 to 18 months. I'm going to take the lowest comparable sale. Let's say it's $10,000 and I'm going to divide by four. And that's going to get me what Warren Buffett would call a 300% margin of safety. So I'm going to send you an actual offer on your parcel for $2,500. Now you accept it. Why? Because for you, $2,500 is better than nothing. In reality, 3 to 5% of people accept my quote-unquote top dollar deal. But now that you've accepted it, I have to go through due diligence or in-depth research. I have to confirm you still own the property. I have to confirm back taxes are only $200. I have to make sure there's been no breaks in the chain of title, no liens or encumbrances. And I have this whole due diligence checklist. 
I outsource that to my team in the Philippines. It costs about $11. They're connected to an American title company. Now, if I was investing more than, say, $5,000, I would just close traditionally through a title company. But since this is only $2,500, I'll have my team get the title report. They'll get me the plat maps, aerial maps, GIS maps, everything that I'm going to want to know, as well as that sort of creating my marketing package as well for my next buyer. So let's assume everything checks out. I'm going to send you a check for $2,300, the county treasurer a check for $200, and now I own it free and clear. And so Bryce, I'm going to sell your property 30 days or less, and I'm going to make a cash flow like a rental home. So I have a built-in best buyer. Do you know who it is? You've got a built-in buyer? I've got a built-in best buyer. Okay. And who's that? The neighbors. The neighbors. So I'm going to send out neighbor letters saying, hey, here's your opportunity. Protect your privacy. Protect your views. Know your neighbor. So oftentimes, the neighbors will buy it. Now, if they pass, I'll go to my buyer's list. The buyer's list passes. I'll go to a little website you probably have heard of. It's called Craigslist. It's the 15th most trafficked website in the United States. I'll go to one a little bigger called Meta, Facebook, buy, sell groups, and the marketplace. And then I'll go to the lands, landmoto.com, landandfarm.com, landsofamerica.com, landflip.com, landhub.com. These are platforms where people buy and sell raw land every day. But the way that I'm going to do it is I'm going to make it irresistible. So all I'm going to do is ask for a $2,500 down payment for someone to control, let's say, this parcel of land in Arizona. So they put $2,500 down, and then I'll make it a car payment. Let's say $249 a month, 9% interest over the next 84 months. So it's a one-time sale. I get my money out on the down. I might go six to 10 months out. And then I'm getting a passive income for the next 84 months of $249 a month. And I have to deal with any renters, rehabs, renovations, or rodents. And because I'm not dealing with a tenant, I'm exempt from Dodd-Frank, RESPA, and the SAFE Act. So it's a simple game. Can we create enough land notes where our passive income exceeds our fixed expenses? And now we're working because we want to, not because we have to. And let's run over the numbers of an actual deal. And maybe percentages and, and actual return numbers from an average deal. So, you know, an average deal might be, we might pay, let's say, $1,700. And we'll sell it for $9,000 on terms. And we'll get, let's say, $800 down. And we're going to be, you know, anywhere that monthly payment between $249 and, say, $329 a month. Okay. And so from an investment perspective, how much are you investing? $1,700. $1,700. And what's the actual return percentage-wise? So about 800%. 800% return over eight years? Over eight years. Okay. So you're basically making your money back each year. Yeah. So you know we'll, we'll look at yield. So we want to do a minimum yield of 72%, which means we'll get our money out for, you know, that first year. We'll double okay. our money every year. Gotcha. Gotcha. Tax benefits? No, because land does not depreciate. So land lasts forever. Um, the only way you can make land investing, in my model, tax efficient, is if you use some type of self-directed vehicle, say a self-directed IRA, through a Roth, you can build those returns tax-free. You could do a SEP 
that could build up tax deferred. Um, and and that's that would be a way to do it. Okay. Awesome. So um, high cash flows, tax doesn't really play into it too much. And uh, how much time would it take for somebody in that scenario when they're putting out like 1700 bucks? Like how many hours would they have in it? So my whole philosophy is if you can always make more money, we can't get more time. So 90% of this business is automated with software on the front end, inexpensive virtual assistants, and software on the back end. So if you're working, say, more than an hour or two a day in your business, something went very wrong. Okay. So, and that's consistently? Yeah. So one one yeah. to two hours a day consistently that you would be doing it for the entire seven years or eight years? Well, with that one deal, it's going to take you maybe, say, an hour. But I'm saying, I'm, you know, I look at this like a business because, you know, one deal is not going to move the needle. Mm -hmm. you're, it's, it's a volume business. Okay. So you're saying if someone was to do this full time, they're going to be spending one or two hours a week? Well, part time. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Gotcha. And then how are you helping people in this space? I know you wrote a book, Dirt Rich. What's the yeah. Worst? So my whole mission is to help people get out of what I call solo economic dependency, which means if they're personally not working, they're not making any money. So, you know, anybody with a job, uh, freelancers, let's pick on people that have solved their money problems, not their time problems, doctors, lawyers, dentists. So I really want to help everybody get to that point where they've solved their time problems and their money problems and it can they can move up maslow's hierarchy of needs into self-actualization and really fulfill their greatest purpose in life beautiful and this is what you're helping people with dirt rich yeah i'm helping people learn how to buy and sell raw land and make it a business so what uh, could a reader expect they they buy dirt rich they've read it now they're complete um what would the, the completed reader get out of that experience I mean, I think the book is going to be a really good overview of the business. And then from there, you know, we've got a free course that teaches them how to double their money 30 days or less, because I think the best way to learn anything is by doing it. Mm -hmm. So start off with the free information and see if this business resonates with you. And if it does, you can go deeper. And if not, you just move on. Okay. And then, so what like geographical areas you guys focusing on? What kind of criteria of land are you looking for? Well, let's just be honest, man, right? Nobody wakes up and thinks to themselves, boy, I like some raw land in Iowa today, unless you live in Iowa. So we want to focus on the sunshine states, Southwest, Arizona, Texas, New Mexico, Colorado, uh, California, Nevada, a little bit of the Northwest, Oregon, Washington, and then Florida. That's not to say you can't do deals in beautiful areas in the Midwest, but that's where you're going to get your biggest buyer pool is, is going to be focusing on those fast growing states in the sunshine states. And there's a plethora of inexpensive raw land. Biggest buyer pool, meaning once you guys get the land under contract and you want to flip it to somebody else, you're talking about the, the end salespeople? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. okay gotcha. And then, I mean, what kind of land are you targeting? So we want to be an hour to three hours from the nearest city. So mm -hmm. rural land. Okay. And then what are these people using the land for? So a lot of them are using it 
as what I would call legacy investors. So mm -hmm. they want to go out there and maybe they'll camp or um, most of them are not going vertical. So if someone tells me, hey, I want to you know, bring my family out there and build my dream home, I'm like, hey, look, this is not ready for that. You're going to be in half hour from services on you know, maybe a county road. Um, if something happens out there, you're, you're going to be in trouble. There's no utilities usually. So it's usually recreationally used um, in those cases. Okay. So like people expanding their land and just like having bigger properties. Maybe some hunting, stuff like that. Yeah, hunting, fishing. They would camping. Um, oftentimes, it's it's somebody that knows the area, and they just think it's cool to own land there. Okay. And because how do you... It's, you know, it lasts forever. They don't have to, nothing to maintain, nothing to protect. Gotcha. Um, and it's inexpensive. They can afford it. How, uh, what are your thoughts with, you know, where we are in the economy, potentially recession, they're probably going to be calling that in the next couple of days here. Um, what are you thinking? How, how recession resistant is this business model? And how do you feel coming into harsher economic times? Well, I, and I actually write about this in Dirt Rich. So, you know, I really got hit hard in 2010 with the Great Recession, Um and so we're using land contracts to owner finance these notes. I lost 50% of my note income. And so I think this next recession won't be as harsh, but you could expect a lot of defaults if you're in the land business, which means you'll have to rebalance your portfolio, reprice it, um, and start reselling that land. Uh, I do like the idea of prices going down. So if you're using, say, a profit-first model, you're being fiscally disciplined. Still there, bud? For some reason we got a screen freeze. Right, so so we lost you at fis Fiscal something, you said fiscal something, and then oh, the fiscally, froze. Oh, yeah. So, so maybe if you want to just like say yeah. that one again. Yeah. So if you've been fiscally disciplined, you've been saving money for the recession so you can buy things on sale. Mm -hmm. I think prices have been too high for too long. Mm -hmm. And we should be getting back to, um, you know, it, it should be way easier to buy and a little harder to sell. Than what we've seen in the past right now, it's much harder to buy at a good price and super easy to sell. Things have been flying off the shelf. Yeah. Uh, you know, a healthy market share equilibrium where it's, you know, easy to buy, easy to sell. Okay. Gotcha. Um, we've heard a lot of word about Bill Gates going out there, buying up tons of land. A lot of these guys buying a lot of farmland. Don't know if that has anything to do with any of the research you're doing. Is any of that concerning to you? No, I mean, you know, if you're a billionaire, uh, farmland is a great investment. You're going to make, it's like a bond, 8%, and it's not going to be volatile at all. We all need to eat. So it's it's a great inflation hedge for them and uh, you know, really stable return. But that's that's not going to fit into our model. Gotcha. So were you getting like anybody coming to the table saying, hey, man, I want to buy this land because it's got a tons of trees on it and we could do this kind of CO2 emission 
uh, type setup and, and all sorts of like different complex like setups. Is it, do you guys deal with those kinds of things too, or you just stick to the ABCs? We just stick to the ABCs and, you know, we want to buy these properties, you know, 25, 30 cents of the dollar. And so if we can find those properties opportunistically, great, but otherwise we don't focus on it. Okay. And then you're helping people. I know a lot of people have been saying, hey, we're working with the land geek. And, you know, a lot of people have been saying we're doing deals with them. What does that look like with people who are working with you or doing deals with you? So, you know, working with us means that they're essentially, um, let's say you're an accredited investor. Then we have a done for you model. And you can just, we'll run the business for you. You just put in capital and can build up your passive income. So, you know, there's uh, do it yourself, done with you and done for you. And, okay. that's, and that's how we help people. So we help everyone along the economic spectrum. Okay, gotcha. And then how do people keep the conversation going with you? How do people find out more information? Now you got a podcast. I'm sure you've got tons of information on there. You've got Dirt Rich. What, what else you got going on? Yeah, so I think, you know, just the thelandgeek.com. You can start there. You can get the free course at thelandgeek.com forward slash quick deals. So thelandgeek.com forward slash quick deals is a great starting place. Okay, beautiful. And then what would they expect if they wanted to like work with you and move forward? Like what kind of involvement do you have? What would they achieve from that? So it depends on what level they're, they're at as far as, you know, are they doing it? themselves then it's a digital course of me teaching them if they're doing done with you that's flight school with scott todd who's done thousands of deals himself and then there's one-on-one coaching and if you're at a really high level you get me nice yeah that's awesome very good so what's got you most excited over the next 12 months mate so the second book is coming out dirt rich 2 the next plot uh how to scale your land business so I'm really excited about helping people uh, scale and get to that next level in their land business. And, and what's the goal for you as far as scalability within your own business? So for me, I mean, we want to get just, it's just Kaizen, right? That's the Japanese term of continuous improvement. We just want to get better at what we do, keep learning, keep trying to cultivate a beginner's mind as we look at the market and, and see uh, you know, keep testing our hypotheses on our markets, the way that we do things and, uh, and just keep growing. Beautiful. Changing the world one piece of land at a time, huh? Trying, <laughs> trying to absolutely. Awesome. Excellent. Any final thoughts, mate? Um, you know, I love this Zig Ziglar quote. If you'll do for the next three to five years, what other people won't do, you'll be able to do it the rest of your life what other people can't do. Yeah. So within that, like if the average person comes along and starts working with you and they wanted to create financial freedom through um, flipping land and doing land the way that you guys do it, how long would it take? Is it three to five years would take the average I, person? I would say it would take that long. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, financial freedom is going to be different for everybody. We have some people who are really happy replacing their spouse's income at you know three thousand dollars a month in passive income we have other people who who really 
aren't going to be satisfied until they're fifty thousand dollars a month in passive income. So it just depends on what that individual's definition of financial freedom is. But I'd like to help everyone get there at any at any level. Given that the I think the definition for financial freedom is when your monthly passive income meets or exceeds your monthly living expenses with your annualized expenses in there divided by 12 as well. Um, I think most people would probably fall somewhere between 3000 a month to maximum $10,000 a month. And I think if people have a monthly nut over $10,000, then they're probably living beyond their means unless they have a really, really large family. So how long would it take some the average bear um, to achieve, you know, let's go somewhere down the middle, like six or six and a half thousand dollars a month in passive So, income. you know, we actually think that you can get to $10,000 a month in 12 to 18 months. So I would say for 6,000, then depending on your learning curve, mm -hmm. six to 18 months. Okay. And what would somebody have to invest to, to create that kind of cash flow? Like how much so, money would they have to invest? I, I would, you know, just easy math for every hundred thousand you invest, you can expect $10,000 a month of much monthly cash flow. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. That's, that's pretty high numbers. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. Excellent. Well, one more time on how people can get in touch with you. Uh, thelandgeek.com and the free course is thelandgeek.com forward slash quick deals. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Mark. Financial freedom through land flipping with the land geek. Uh, Bryce really Robinson, appreciate it. Thank you so much. Whenever I hear your voice, I just want to grab a Tim Tam, brother, and just... <laughs> enjoy there you go mate cheers thanks a lot for coming on thanks a lot for sharing thanks a lot for helping and doing what you do and for all of our freedom hackers out there until next week i'm your host bryce robertson live large and live free G'day, this is Bryce Robertson. I'm your host here at Freedom Hack Radio, and I truly, truly hope that you got a ton of value out of the episode that we just shared with you. And if you did, make sure to subscribe on your YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to your favorite podcasting platform. Hit the notification button so you can find out about the next episodes as they come out. Because if you haven't achieved financial time and location freedom, you really need to be dialed in here. So make sure to subscribe and follow us along as you grow on your path to financial time and location freedom here at freedom hack radio